Welcome to the Lifestyle Lounge with Liz and Michelle. Enjoying life in our 50s, we're also empty nesters looking to reinvent, reset, have fun and talk about topics that affect us, our kids and our families. So grab a cuppa and join us on the sofa for a chat. There's always room for one more. We're not tech savvy, but we do our best. It's a learning curve. All bumps, clicks and noises are our own. Come on in and have a seat. So we're so, so happy with the response that we've got. We can't believe how many downloads there are. And really, thank you for leaving reviews. I'm not going to lie. It makes a big difference if we have reviews on Apple. We only worked out last week that you can't actually leave reviews on Spotify. So learning curve for us. Yeah, lots of learning curves. Yes. But yeah, we, we it's been good though. It's really good that we've had so many such good response. Yeah. And if you find it helpful, please tell your friends. Please just share. One friend was listening and literally wanted to join in the conversation until she realised she couldn't because she was actually listening to it as a podcast, not talking to us. I in, love in that, though. I really, uh, that's the best sort of compliment, isn't it? That they feel like part of the conversation, which they absolutely are. One lovely person reached out and they said that they had finally gone and signed up at the gym for some lessons. That kick-started what they wanted to do, which was fantastic. Yeah, that's good. You've got to sign up for things, but you've got to go as well. I think that's my, my biggest problem always. <laughs> yes, sign up signing up is easy, isn't it? It's the actual going that's pretty hard. But if you've got the time, you can do it now. That's the whole thing. Before mm-hmm. it was sign up, pay your money, and then, yeah, forget to go. <laughs> Oh yeah, poor Liz. She's. What have you just had? Is it your flu jab or I've your COVID my, booster? I've had my. I've had my flu booster. No. <laughs> I've had my flu jab and my COVID booster in the space of two days, and um, as you can probably tell, I've, I've got a bit of a, a nasally um, sound, as opposed to I thought it might sound sexy husky voice. Apologies to listeners if I do sound a bit snuffly. So, Liz and I are neighbours, which I don't think we mentioned in the first episode, and uh, we met. What was it? Two summers ago, I suppose it was, right before we really locked down. Yeah. We locked down. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of got together to do this because we just, whenever we see each other, we just chat so much. Who'd have thought, really? <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> no. So that's how this evolved, really. So it's pretty relaxed recording. And last time we kicked the dog out, but my little dog is in with us. And I really apologise. You might hear the odd snore. And I can promise it's not Liz this <laughs> it's time. Not, it's actually our dog. I don't know about you, Liz, but I think the biggest question that came out of our first episode is, yeah, well, we all feel the same, but what are we going to do about it? So it got us thinking. And as we said, we're going to research things on your behalf with our listeners. So we reached out to Dr. Dominique Thompson, a GP. She's a young people's mental health expert, a TEDx speaker. She's an author and an educator. And she's got over 20 years of clinical experience caring for students. Most recently, she's director of service at the University of Bristol for Students Health Service. And she was named a Bristol Healthcare Professional of the Year a couple of years ago. Recently, Dr Thompson has worked with Unite Students in the UK on some research regarding parents' feelings after the kids left for university this year. Yeah, there were some really stark statistics on that that emerged from this research. So not surprisingly, pandemic and lockdowns have added to the wrench of an empty nest with many parents experiencing physical symptoms or fear of marriage breakdown. Yeah, 99% of fathers have said they feel 
a real sense of loss. Mm. There's been some famous fathers speaking out recently, including Gordon Ramsay. Wow. Yeah. He said he suffered seriously with empty nest syndrome. He felt like he'd lost his best mate when he dropped his twins off at college. Yeah. Did you hear about Barack Obama? No. He went a stage further. He said when he dropped off Malia at Harvard, it felt like open heart surgery and then he had to hide his sniffles in front of his secret service team. Oh, bless. I know, that the leader of the free world trying not to cry. But also, how did he know what it felt like to have open heart surgery? I know, a bit dramatic. Yeah. We decided to go and ask Dr Thompson to join us on the sofa for some tips on handling life after kids leave. What should our role as parents be in our kids' lives when they leave home? I think it's a really important one to ask ourselves because as somebody who was a GP to thousands of students, so they had left home, and then I was having to sometimes interact with their families or parents, I I have seen the role interpreted in, in many ways, I think it's fair to say. And on the whole, parents are just trying to do their best. They're just trying to offer support in the best way they know how, but sometimes it's not always the most helpful way for the young person. So it's not that I'm trying to, you know, preach or tell people how to be a parent, because it's not about that. But I find it easiest if we think of ourselves as their coach. We're on the, we're on the sidelines, you know, we're there to help them to do stuff, but not do it for them, I think is how I would sort of put it most simply, perhaps. And, you know, it sounds kind of easy and obvious to say that. But, you know, if your young person is struggling, I'm a mum, I totally get it. So I've got my own 11 year old, soon to be 12. And I've also got four grown up stepchildren who I've seen through their teens, 20s and now into their 30s, some of them. I do get, you know, when they're in trouble or struggling, it's completely natural to want to sort of step in, sort it out at all ages, frankly. I don't think that stops when they're in their 30s. So if we can just keep reminding ourselves, let's be the coach and let them do it, but we sort of help them along, that's probably the most helpful thing that we can do. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, do you think we've got more involved? I think Liz and I were talking about this earlier, about how when we were kids, you know, when we left home or went to university, well, you didn't see your parents again for months, probably, you know, maybe at the odd phone call. But now we are terribly involved, aren't we, with all aspects of our kids' life through social media or, you know, being able to tag where they are at any time. Do you think we're too involved, over-involved, and we need to somehow learn to step back? What you quite rightly asked at the beginning is, are we more involved than before? And the answer, I think, is yes. I mean, as we see it every day, it's changed, for example, as you um, talked about going off to university. But even before that, you know, when we went to look around universities, we went to open days, we just went on our own or with our mates. Um, And now it's a whole thing. You know, the parents come, there are thousands of parents all over the campus having a look at open days. And I talk about that a lot when I talk in my talks to parents about it and say, it's not that I'm telling them not to go because it's kind of a nice day out and you want to see where they're going to be and it's fun. But the key thing that that young person is trying to decide at that time is where they want to be, where they want to live their life, where they want to study, what they want to study. So let them lead. And I think I would say that on, you know, other things as well, therefore. So it's nice to be involved in their lives, 
perhaps a little bit more than our parents' generation is, it's fine. But we have to be careful of that boundary between being involved and seen to be enthusiastic um, and, you know, cheering them along and telling them what to do and overly influencing them, perhaps even in ways we don't realise. So we go along to that open day because that's an example and we go oh you know this is where mum and dad met or this is you know this is where mum went and do you know what I think it's just so much better if you go here you'll have such great time because you know we mean it well I absolutely get that but actually the problem is the other side of it which as a GP I would see all these young people not millions of them but you know a few would come every year saying I'm not happy this isn't the city I want to be in. This isn't the course I want to be doing. You know, this isn't the accommodation block I wanted to live in. And you say, but okay, so how how did this all come about? And you know, what's the story? And basically, mum and dad had influenced the decision, perhaps more than they realised, you know, with not necessarily a great outcome. And so, so it comes from a good place, usually, you know, wanting the best for your young person. Absolutely. But the problem is, it doesn't always play out that well. So we do kind of need to ask ourselves when we're being enthusiastic about stuff is, you know, who, who are we being enthusiastic for, really? Looking at it more from our perspective as parents and now empty nesters, the research that you've done recently with Unite students has been so interesting. What can we do better so that we can prepare ourselves? And when you're saying, you know, when do we start preparing? It's all a bit late now, isn't it? But what I've always noticed was that you suddenly read articles on empty nesting and, you know, interviews on GMTV suddenly pop up, but it's too late. The kids are gone and that's when you're feeling, you know, a bit down. And they generally also, they seem to be quite, they're not that positive, the interviews. They they, they seem to go to the negative side of the kids leaving home when, in fact, it's a great time. Mm. We should be proud that they're going. You know, we've, we've done our job and we've got something to look forward to. But I swear that's the bit I do find strange. Why is it that we don't plan and there's not much out there to to, to help us? So, I mean, those are really important points. And I think that's why the, the, the Unite survey was really, as you say, you know, quite stark at how impacted parents have been this year. And I do think that some of that extra impact has been the lockdown you know, knock on, we spent more time together, so we missed them more. I think that's absolutely fair enough. And that's probably is why why dads maybe have been affected more. But I am with you on the planning ahead, the thinking about this and the positive sides of it. So some of the things that happened, you know, when some of the research that the United Survey came out recently, for example, as I had mums that I just know, so oh, I saw that and their kids are, you know, my, my kids age, so, you know, 11, 12, they've got a few years to go and they're like, I'm dreading it already. And I said, well, okay, I get that. But actually, first of all, try to think ahead. You've got plenty of time to just incrementally set your life up so that when they go, it's not a sudden cliff edge. You know, you've got other stuff that goes on in your life and that will be your work. It'll be your hobbies and activities. It might be plans that you've had. It might be a big trip that eventually you want to do. You know, there are things that you can look on as as the positives. And I am absolutely with you about taking pride in what you've achieved. I think it's an amazing thing to, to raise your young adult then, you know, to 
not just leave home, but to survive and thrive without you. That's the whole point of being, uh, you know, the parent in every animal species. That's the case. And, and you know, in humans, we we do sort of um, have a longer period of time when we're with them through adolescence. And we perhaps have to live with some of those ups and downs and the mood swings and all those things. And it can maybe distract you from what's coming, which is that they are actually going to leave. And, and then you might feel a bit bereft and a bit sad afterwards. It's not that there's like a specific time when you should start to prepare for this. I just think in general, keep reminding yourself that your job is to help them leave home. That is your number one role. And so if you're going to be doing that, well, there will be a gap. That's fine. I mean, that's normal. What are you going to be doing instead? And and then when I think about trying to sort of just summarise the, the things that we can do about that, I think it's about people and purpose. And those are the things that we need to not replace because you're not replacing them, but distract ourselves with. So we need people in our life and we need a purpose every day, a reason to get up and do stuff. And it might be your job and something you love doing, or it might be helping the neighbours or your elderly aunt, you know, but the point is that each day you feel like you've achieved something and, and something good has happened. That is amazing advice. Absolutely. Fantastic. I wish I'd that. listened to you six months ago and I also love incrementally planning fantastic advice though I love that I haven't heard it so articulately I like that I like that people and purpose hey y'all it's your girl Kiki Palmer I'm proud to introduce to you my new podcast baby this is Kiki Palmer exclusively on Amazon Music I'm putting my friends family and some of the hottest experts in the hot seat to ask them the questions that have been burning on my mind What would former child stars be if they weren't actors? It's OnlyFans, Only Bad. I want to know, so I asked my mama about it. These are the questions that keep me up at night, and I'm letting y'all all in on it. Come kick it with me and my weekly guests as we go down the rabbit hole and dive deep into my mind together. Listen to Baby This Is Kiki Palmer exclusively on Amazon Music. You were saying about there didn't seem to be much out there. I do think that the Unite guide that we've written that's freely available is a good little guide. So it's got those sorts of top tips from me, because I think, as you say, the sooner you you kind of start to weave this into your everyday life and think about, you know, how you'll prepare and what you'll do for the future. Perhaps that will help those people who are feeling a little bit like, oh, my God, I'm worried about it already. You know, I don't want them worrying for the next few years or months there's stuff they can do really positive it is I guess it's trying to get that information to parents before they're looking with the kids at universities and accommodation often comes a little bit later as well you choose the university then you choose the accommodation so it's it's how do we get that information to people maybe a couple of years before yes absolutely I mean the guide that they've done for a parent's guide to empty nesting is available to anyone it's just on their website you've still got a role after that to to support them and be at the end of a phone and I talk about it being a safe harbour somewhere for them to come back to that isn't going to be judgmental that you know when things get rocky and the the life out there is a bit more unpredictable they always know that they're safe and they can come back to that and that's that's our main role is to create that and I I write just normal free like blogs and stuff on my growingagrownup.com website and that's one of the ones I did recently about being a safe harbour because I think sometimes people do wonder what their role is and what they're going to do actually you still have a really important role have you ever done any research or interviews with students 
did they know the feelings of their parents, you know, when they've gone off? Is there any data on that or any, any research being done? I'm not. I mean, I can't quote data, but I can tell you from my 78,000 consultations that I did with university students <laughs> that they are aware and that, that it's one of the things that can cause them significant upset and that they come to see the GP because part, you know, it won't be the only thing, but there'll be stuff going on at home, broadly speaking, where, you know, they're worrying that their, their parents are missing them or that they're, you know, they feel guilty and all of those things can add into whatever else is difficult to say university or in their new job and so on. So I do also encourage parents to be aware that it's important for them to loop the young person into what's happening, but not to put it on them, not to make inadvertently make them feel bad about having left. You know, if you're missing them, of course, it's nice to let them know you miss them, but do it in a kind of fun way rather than a sort of really depressed way, (laughs) just because they've already got so much that they're dealing with. And that really, it does upset them. They do worry a lot. Be proud of what you've achieved in launching them, you know, into the world, independent, young adults, but you can still be the safe harbour that, you know, they need when, when things are tricky. That's absolutely fine. Wow, what an incredible metaphor. A safe harbour. I love that. But what about our kids then? Have they even, I mean, do you think... Do they think about us? I don't know. We'll ask them, shall we? When I left home, I wasn't as scared as I feel like I would be now. Slightly naive, but ready for new experiences and knowing I have an incredibly strong support system back at home rooting for me. That definitely made it a lot easier. When I left home to go to university, I definitely wondered how my parents would feel the space left when I was gone. However, I also knew that I was the first child to go, so that would change the family dynamic. And I wondered what I would miss and how the family would change whilst I wasn't there. I'm the last child to go to university, so I knew it would be the biggest adjustment for my parents. Generally, I was ready to go. COVID brought my high school years to a bit of a standstill. So I was ready to turn that page and start fresh in a new environment with new people. In terms of leaving family, I was most concerned about the sheer distance between my house and college. Going to a school in a different country from where my parents live required a lot of adjusting and a sudden independence I haven't been anticipating. I'm so used to routine. Dinner on the table at seven, watching TV on a Sunday night, and having a home base that separated my work from home. So living alone really got me thinking about what I'd taken for granted during my school years. I knew my parents would keep busy, and if anything, I'm happy that they have more time now to devote themselves to what they are passionate about. It makes it all the more special when I do get to see them. Um, Obviously, it's been quite a while since I started uni, um, but I I think I definitely felt quite guilty about going off. I've always had quite a good, healthy balance with mum and dad, where they know that I have my own life, and like that I can kind of go live it and not feel bad about not seeing them because they know and understand that I'm an adult and things. But I do feel, I kind of almost felt bad sometimes when I hadn't messaged them because I was just like, oh God, I'm being like a really bad child because I've like not forgotten them. But I was kind of living my own life and I think I definitely felt bad about that. But I think it definitely made me excited to see them and excited to talk to them because I'd spend ages on the phone and I would just like often call mum just to like talk to her. So when I left for uni I didn't give it much thought about my parents I was quite excited but we're actually quite a close family. It didn't hit me 
when I left, I was getting ready to go because there was so much to do, like, you know, buying bits for your room, which I did with my mum, buying food bits and stuff. So I didn't actually think, because I was so busy, I didn't think about when they actually left. Once my parents moved in, they left for uni. It really caught me off guard and I did get a little bit, like, a little bit teary when they left. When my mum and dad realised that I was a bit upset about them leaving, they, like, tried to leave quicker and, like, oh, don't call, like, settle in. So they weren't, like, trying to text me loads. They waited until I text them until I was settled. So with Dr Thompson's advice in mind, we thought we would finish every podcast with some helpful suggestions for empty nesters on avoiding the void in three key areas. So, people... Working on your relationships with your spouse, your friends, your kids, enriching your life through activities and trying new things. And plan, as Dr. Thompson said, planning is absolutely key. Start it early and do it incrementally. And purpose, be it spiritually, mentally, physically, this one is all about you. So this week, reach out to some people you haven't contacted for a few years maybe a couple of friends, you haven't spoken to them during lockdown, give them a call, send them an email. It'd just be great to, to get in contact. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to learn how to cook a proper meal. I am not a good cook. I can't believe you can't cook a meal. Not very good. I'm, I'm, I'm not good. Really? And I think that's something that it's because my husband's always cooked for us. No, I think I will. I'm going to plan a, a three-course meal to cook my husband to surprise him. And now lots of people will be absolutely horrified that I can't cook. But Hey, but you know what? Clever. Tick off two boxes. Work on your relationships by cooking him a great meal. I love that. I like like to multitask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what about purpose? Well, I think it's just about not feeling guilty about your simple pleasures in life. Read a book, have a nice bubble bath, whatever. I think think we should say this week is read a book. Any book, doesn't matter. Just get a book that you really enjoy. Yes, snuggle up, get the blanket, cup of hot chocolate, and allow yourself to not feel guilty by just doing something for yourself. I'm thinking, do you know, I've lived in this house for two years and I've used the bathtub twice. Oh, you smell a bit. We have a shower. (laughs) But I think I might take a bubble bath. Absolutely should. Mm. My kids love bubble baths. Why is it that they do? They're in there for hours soaking away and then our water bills are probably cheaper now because they've gone off. Isn't that funny? I used to always be in the bath, but it's true. It's always a rush. That's why, because you're rushing. Yeah, it's in and out. (laughs) In and out on a Sunday night. Obviously, you wash during the week as well. But my kids, goodness me, they could be in the bath for hours. <laughs> they are in for hours. Sometimes I wonder where they are. I used to think, where are they? And they're upstairs in the bath. But you, you're right. We don't, yeah. I don't have a bath. And if I do, I still rush my bath. It, yeah, it takes too long. I get bored. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm the same as about my hair cut. I'd rather have you know, my nails done at the same time or something else. Because yeah. I, I just can't, I read a book. I can't, yeah, I can't be bothered. Doing your emails yeah, on yeah. the phone. I'm just, I, I think, is that us? I'd be interested to know if other people are the same. Yeah, I suppose uh, it's just being economical with our time so we can get as much done. But allowing ourselves to just take the time to, to lay there. I kind of admire my kids over the way that they they do that. They they just allow themselves. They could be in there literally for an hour and a half. But I wonder why. Is it, is it because they've just got nothing else to do or they've just grown up being able to do that? I can't do it. My daughter, she's studying. She's studying really hard, five days, six days a week easily. But she still finds time to take a bath. I don't know. Do you think maybe kids are just more aware of their mental health and how that helps reset them? And we forget how to look after ourselves and just enjoy quality time. Try it, but I think I'll be bored in the bath. 
<laughs> but I think that's me. I think everyone's different. I, th- I just not. I'm not a. Maybe if you've got yeah. like a plastic submarine to play with or something. But that's true. As a kid, you've been in the bath for hours. You know, playing around. And right. You, 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 not your avatar. Some. I remember my marine boy. <laughs> Marine boy. boys up and down. Yeah, less said about that, the better. Should we move on? I'm showing my age now, actually. I do not know what marine boy is. That's, that sounds disgusting, doesn't it? It, it does. It's a little toy. It was a TV program in the 70s. Oh, really? And it had little, little, yeah, it was a like a submarine. That's, it does sound awful, marine boy, isn't it now? <laughs> okay, anyone out there remembers marine boy, give us a call. Yeah. Contact us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Special prize. <laughs> Talking of prizes, what have we got, Liz? Well, Dr. Thompson has generously given us two of her books, How to Grow a Grown-Up which we're going to give away via Instagram account this week. So follow us on Lifestyle Lounge UK for details of how to win. Yeah, they're great books. They might be a bit thumbed through by the time we finish with them, but shh, not too much to tell them that. Next time on the sofa, we're going to be speaking with Celia Dodd, the author and, and journalist. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to be talking about our kids coming home at Christmas. Kids at Christmas. So managing our expectations for when they walk through the door with their dirty laundry and out again after five minutes to catch up with their friends. How do we not lay guilt on them? How do we not be disappointed? How do we make it a really good time so they just can't wait to come and stay with us? We can't expect them not to want to go and and meet up with everybody as well. So we'll be talking about that next time. If you'd like to get hold of one of Dr. Dominique Thompson's books or access the Unite Student Guide that she wrote for Empty Nesting Parents, you can find it at our website at www.lifestylelounge.co.uk or there's a link on our Instagram account at Lifestyle Lounge UK. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review. Just open the podcast app, tap our cover art and scroll to the bottom to leave your comments. And please feel free to get in touch with us with topics and ideas you'd like to hear about via our website at www.lifestylelounge.co.uk. See you on the sofa soon.
Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review. Just open the podcast app, tap our cover art, and scroll to the bottom to leave your comments. And please feel free to get in touch with us with topics and ideas you'd like to hear about via our website at www.lifestylelounge.co.uk. See you on the sofa soon. 